Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Kevin Lashley. Kevin is the founder of Without Walls Marketing, as well as the Marketing and Communications Manager at St. Patrick's Center in St. Louis. Hi, Kevin. Well, hello. We got to meet because you did an amazing conference yes. with Without Walls, and that was so much fun to participate in. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for offering your wisdom and your, your expertise, and I heard your session was amazing, although I Yay. wasn't able to join, so a ton of great <laughs> feedback and the Q&A. Uh, what, which is funny because we talked about doing something outside the box, right? And so the Q&A was just an amazing, uh, you know, different experience for a lot of uh, conference goers. So that was awesome. Well, I love the Q&A because people always have questions. And when you open it up to what are your questions? It's like, yeah. oh, good. I get to get my question answered. answered. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, you know, waiting for five, six, seven people at the end of the session, you know, to ask questions and then maybe not even get to your turn. So they weren't yeah, shy it. either. <laughs> they weren't shy. They Which was my questions. biggest fear. I know we had talked about that. We we're like, well, maybe we should stage some questions in there. But I well, love you the have fact to, that, yeah. right? Just in case, because yeah. I call it, you know, some people don't want to be the first one on the dance floor. There you go. So you got to do something to get somebody to be the first person on the dance floor <laughs> so that everybody else is like, like okay, it's safe. Okay, I can, I can ask a question. Although I do think it's funny. Um, how I think there are some people that are afraid to ask a certain question because they think it's going to make them look, look like bad. a dingbat. Yeah. <laughs> but almost every time the person asks that, you know, the courageous one, it's like, I just got to ask. I got to know. Yeah. It's the rest of the people. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering about that, too. Sure, and I'm like, yeah. yay, courageous person that actually asked the question. There you go. You know? yeah, it's so, like a waterfall effect. I love it. I love it. Well, tell us about Without Walls. Tell us about St. Patrick's Center. Tell us about all the cool things you do. Yeah, for sure. So um, St. Patrick's Center actually uh, is a former employer now. Um, I, I left St. Patrick's Center in June. Oh, I am. I did not know no, that. No, no worries. No worries. It was something uh, I, I shared uh, briefly, but uh, it was, uh, you know, a, a great experience working for St. Patrick's Center for two years, uh, an organization um, that many people are familiar with that serves the unhoused population. And so did a ton of great work um, for them, um, but uh, currently freelancing um, for Without Walls okay. uh, Marketing, which is my agency that I started last year in um, July. Um, so a little over a year and actually just came on my one year of taking clients uh, at the end of October. So uh, super, super fun milestones there. But yeah, Very just good. Congrats. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, started my my company, as I mentioned, in 2022 as an opportunity to just broaden uh, my, you know, my opportunities as far as marketing and getting to work with um, organizations that, um, you know, you know, when you're working for an in you're in house, you don't get to work with uh, too many different organizations. So, I uh, had the opportunity to work with, uh, with with music artists and museums and um, and other uh, local organizations. So, uh, it's been an amazing time. And not only have I been able to do marketing, but I've also um, got to do a lot of events um, through my through my company. Um, whether that's panel uh, discussions around diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, or the digital marketing conference um, that that I did uh, in in July, so yeah, I gotta get this right. So you start a business like a year ago, and you decided to take on a conference. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I I don't know how it happened. Um, it's funny. I mean, that's, 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 
I know what it's like to put on these things. That's a lot of work. It is definitely a lot of work. It's funny. My wife, uh, after the conference was over, she kind of, we were in, you know, in a conversation with some friends and she goes, I remember a year ago when you said that you were going to do this conference. And anytime I throw out an outlandish idea, everybody just kind of, you know, brushes it off. But a year later I did it. And um, so it was a a huge accomplishment, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a ton of work and um, just a ton of, you know, uh, networking and collaborating with people mm-hmm. to, you know, to put it together um, and to just, you know, kind of validate the idea. Um, so, you know, we had uh, 40, over 40 speakers um, and presenters and over 200 guests. So a lot of people, you know, it, you know, paid off and a lot of people uh, were able to benefit from the conference and we're hoping to do it again next year. I'll be darned. That's I mean, so now you've got the bug. You know what I mean? Because I will tell you, I used to do event management for a long time. And I was like, okay, this is so stressful. I just have to get out of this. So I got out of it and then started a marketing company because that's not stressful at all. And um, so started the whole marketing thing. And then next thing you know, I was doing this thing called TEDx. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm doing it again. What is it with events? Why do I keep doing it to myself? You know, but but there's something about it's so much work and it 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 can get really stressful because there's so many things outside of your control when you're planning an event. You've got weather. You know, you've got who knows what could possibly happen. There's so much out of your control, so you have to be like very centered to get it done. But then you get it all done and. The next day you're like, oh my gosh, what in the heck? I'm so <laughs> tired. What did I do? And somehow you do it again. You do it again. Absolutely. You know what's funny? The next day I was actually on a plane to Hawaii. So Oh, that that <laughs> was not, a good rest break yeah, then. Yeah, oh, definitely, very cool. Uh, it was, you know, light at the end of the tunnel, you know, get done with this conference and then, you know, jet set to to, to an island and, and enjoy a couple weeks there. But um I don't know if I'm allowed to to make this comparison, but I I, no. of, I often make the comparison of having children, right? And, yeah. and you hear women talk about, you know, you have a kid and you go through labor, but then, you know, nine, ten months later, you're ready to have another baby. Yeah, so, you got to forget the pain. <laughs> once you forget it's the pain. It's moving too, right? Yeah. Moving. You move and you're like, I am never moving again. <laughs> Absolutely not. And then after a while, you're like... Oh, let's move. And you forget how much work it is, it is to move. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's where I'm at now. You know, I've I've forgotten the pain and uh I definitely wanna wanna have a, a stronger team uh effort for the next conference. Um and then I also kinda wanna scale it down a little bit as far as presenters and speakers. So I figured out ways yeah, to Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's I, a I, lot. I definitely figured out ways to make it a little bit more manageable. Um, you know, for myself. And then, like I said, if I bring on some individuals, because working and communicating with 40 different people. Well, that's what I was going to say. You had 40 people and you were really hands on. Yeah. I mean, I talked to you several times during that time period. So me plus 40. Well, that that was the goal. I I didn't want to send out, you know, just a request for speakers Mm -hmm. um, because one of the things that I wanted to focus on, I mean, I know your case is a little different, but I wanted to bring in more in-house presenters because a lot of the conferences that I had been to and um, participated in, there were mostly agency uh, representatives. Right. Um, and so I wanted to bring in more in-house uh, marketing individuals and, and also digital media individuals, photographers and, and designers and such. And so that's one thing that I really focus on. And I knew that in order to do that, I had to go to them um, because a lot of those individuals don't you know, fill out those forms. They don't 
need that lead generator right, um, right, that you right. get from a, a marketing conference. And so that's where that, you know, that personal touch came in where, I, you know, I was sending messages. I probably sent over a thousand, two thousand e- messages on LinkedIn. Just, hey, would you like to talk and emails? And um, it's it, I'm actually still getting people replying back to those communications like, oh, my gosh, I never saw this. Right. In my because e- not inbox. everybody looks at LinkedIn. Not everybody yes, looks at LinkedIn. Exactly. Absolutely. So um, and, and for me, it was just the most efficient way. I couldn't afford to go to, you know, an email, all of these individuals. It, it may not seem like a lot, but it is a huge time suck to go from, you know, just a quick message on LinkedIn to now having to copy paste and then go into email because it's way more formal yeah. um, as far as messaging. So I, I wanted to stick with the informal uh, LinkedIn and Instagram uh, messaging to kind of get as many people as I can. I was thinking law of average in that in that case. Well, I have to tell you, in my pocket, I actually have my wow. There it is. Look at that. <laughs> my, my, without, my, my without walls chapstick. Chapstick. I love it. It is the best chapstick. <laughs> it's like yummy vanilla. I had to share this with you because how many times do you go to these things and you get chapstick? I'm like, Ooh. I don't like that. Yeah. Or it's just boring mint. Yeah. This is vanilla. Vanilla. Right? I will say that is a whole nother ball wax is the swag because I didn't want to not have swag on yeah. my first time. So yeah. going through and blo- looking at blogs of what do people kind of swag people like and, and then trying to find something, you know, affordable because this, swag conference, expensive. Yeah, this conference wasn't cheap. So yeah, no. uh, that was definitely something that I'm, I'm glad it was appreciated. <laughs> I, I actually still have a little bag of, of that left, and I I keep it on me at all times. So I, I always have love a it, but no swag is a thing, and it, yeah. it can it can get very expensive very quickly, and it's also hard to decide what people are going to really want because right. you know it's like. I mean, back in the day, it was stress ball everything. I remember that. Like at a certain point, like I. Have and I mean, thank you for the stress balls, but honestly, I don't think it's really helping me to squeeze this thing <laughs> to get rid of my stress. I mean, I get it, but it's not working. The you fidget know? spinners. I figured that what was I was trying to find out what was in, and and everywhere I go, I see someone carrying a crossbody bag, and so one of our swag items. That's right. I was the so I brought that with me because I went on vacation too, right after nice. the conference. Oh yes, and go to Hawaii, but I went up to <laughs> Toronto. But I was like, oh, this is like perfect yeah. for me to put. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was it was definitely something that uh, I figured people were, would look at it and, and kind of be like, oh, wow, this is different. And that's what I was going for. It's funny because this conference was essentially a brand. It was just one large branding tool. Everything I was trying to do was just brand right. um, the event. And so it, it's not like I thought everybody would walk around with the crossbody bag, but I felt that it was going to be great for you know, pictures, um, whenever we post after the fact, and then also anybody that does post about, and we had several people post about, uh, the cool bag that they got. So mostly for branding, but, um, definitely an expending, <laughs> an expensive, uh, swag item as well. But I have to say that I'm, I want to honor you for reaching out to all of these people individually. Yep. Cause I mean, that really is what made it happen, right? Cause Absolutely. how many times do we get the LinkedIn message or the, you know what I mean? Or the, I shouldn't say that because uh, you did the LinkedIn, but you called me too, right? I think you called um, I might me have. Well. I'm not sure. There were so many, so many ways yeah, to, right. to connect. But I, I mean, you were forty. <laughs> you were super receptive. Um, well, to it was my something so. the way that you, you. It was just so genuine and lovely. It didn't feel like 
You know what yeah. I mean? I think, you know, I think one thing that I did early on in my outreach and I was and this was seriously something that I was trying to figure out was I wanted to just hear feedback from people that hosted conferences. And you with TEDx, I think my initial outreach to you was I wanted to if get I'm some gonna information. If I'm going to do this, what am I getting myself <laughs> yeah. into? Yeah, I wanted to know what I was getting into. And so I think that's probably the outreach that I sent to you is I want to know. Am I on the right track? Do you have any feedback for me? And then that turned into me learning about your company and, and then that's a, um, and that's inviting good you to on. ask for advice, yeah. right? Because I mean, believe me, we've all been there where we're like, what the heck am yeah. I getting myself into? Who can help me out with this and like, yeah. you know, help me understand what I'm supposed to do? So the first two people that I reached out to um, were actually extremely helpful um, Rachel uh, Wilkins and um, Manuel Herrera, uh, two individuals that I leaned heavily on in the very beginning stages. And they had a lot of experience doing conferences. Rachel hosts conferences for right. her organization. Yeah, and she yeah. was very experienced in that and had a ton of great feedback. And then also Manuel uh, did South by Southwest. And a lot of people don't know this, but wow. I was trying to mold this around South by Southwest and eventually um, maybe turn into a festival like that. Oh, um, but So that's fun. the that's the large scale goal. But Manuel had been to South by Southwest several times and had a ton of great insight for me um, from that experience and those experiences. So, um, how that's, cool. my that was buddy the goal at the Keisha Mabry was just was at yeah. South by Southwest, which is super cool. Yeah, absolutely. So she was our last keynote speaker. So um, she closed the uh, closed it down right. for us. Yeah, I love her. She's <laughs> I love her. She's amazing. Have you been to Heydays? I have. Yeah, yeah. I spent I spent quite a bit of time there. Um, yeah, uh, an amazing incubator space and, and connecting space. So I actually plan on going. Uh, they have an event coming up soon, so I plan on plan on making a stop back. She's she she's the stuff. Yeah, we yeah. like her. All right, well, tell everybody where they can learn more about. Without Walls. Yeah, so uh, withoutwallsmarketing.com um, or withoutwallsevents.com is where you can find out more about the conference. Um, we've got some recap uh, on there from, from July, so check it out. See what kind of fun you missed out on if you weren't able to attend or catch up on the, the fun stuff if you're having uh, a little bit of FOMO. So um, we'd love to love to continue working with partners and, um, and other individuals that are, are experts in their field. Awesome. And what, what month are you going to hold in? The oh, that's the big question that's right now. The, it's like, yeah, I was going to ask you if you're yeah. going to hold it because it was July, right? It was in July. Yeah. So, you know, we have quite a bit of time until July. I think there are some challenges with having events in the summer. There um, are. Especially, you know, with the weather. Um, but and vacations. Vacations and kids is also being out of school. Thing. and yeah. Yes, there's a lot of challenges. I think right now we're looking at March, right around the time of um, – spring break. So okay. that would give us an opportunity to get back into university um, around that mid-March mid point around three and four day, actually. Very so cool. That's what, that's what we're shooting for if we can if we can squeeze it in. But um, yeah, we're not going to rush well, it. They just need to link in with you and then <laughs> they'll know, right? Absolutely. Link in with Kevin. Okay. I have some questions for All you. Right, Ready? This one is actually from LinkedIn. I was like, oh, I'm just going to ask him. <laughs> So what is the ideal length for a professional development conference? You asked this on, ah, on LinkedIn. Do you I remember did. what people said? Okay, so it was about 50% said um, the one-day conference was yep. ideal. And yep. to me, what that showed is uh, folks, you know, they, they're looking for something local. Yes. And that was the whole idea behind my conference was I wanted to bring a local conference um, to St. Louis, something that I had experienced elsewhere um, when I go to, you know, the coast or when I do something, you know, in Indianapolis or wherever I go to conference. Uh, I, I try to bring all those cool aspects and, and the aspects that I enjoyed back to St. Louis. And I think I was able to do that um, pretty well. So 
the local thing is what people are looking for. But I also noticed there were about 40% that said that they do enjoy two-day conferences. Now, whenever I was kind of looking at some comments and just looking at who was making those comments, one thing that I, I started thinking about was the hybrid model. So mm-hmm. giving people an option. Yeah. Um, because for me, I can imagine there are a lot of individuals that don't have the capacity to take off two days. Um, right. So that may be a challenge. So if I give people an option, because the folks that want the two-day conference are traveling. Yes. And they don't feel like it's it's as valuable to travel for just one day. Um, so having a hybrid option, I think, is 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 where that would, you know, where, where conferences should, should sit. Have the option for maybe... Um, uh, a half a day of networking and maybe a workshop, which I did a conference before where the first day it was probably like a three hour workshop and then a networking in the evening. Um, and that was a, a really good value add, you know, to come in early and then the full day after that. So having some kind of half day or a three quarter day, maybe, you know, a five hour stint where you can provide something for folks that are traveling from out of mm-hmm. town or maybe someone who can do that two day experience. And then if not, uh, a little bit more affordable option for just that one day. I like it. So. And I and I love that you were using the poll to figure that out. Oh, that's I love awesome. It. I that's love a great it. idea. People, you know, that's how you get people to engage with you. And that's what yeah. we LinkedIn had, we had is over a hundred people respond to that. So See? that's just a hundred people that want to connect. Yeah. Um, is what that says to me. A hundred people that want to connect, that want conference experiences. Um and and so, you know, hey, without walls is coming up soon. I like it. I like <laughs> it. All right. Um I happen to notice on social media, you posted a picture from your back deck. Yes. What? Tell yeah. me more about this. Yeah. So, and uh, let's see, I guess whatever, 2020, I guess was the pandemic. Uh, we, me and my wife ended up moving from Overland to uh, the country. We moved out to uh, the Arnold area, a little outside of Arnold and built a house um, in, a, in a brand new subdivision. And that is our view um, in the fall. Just Every beautiful year trees. So, oh, my yeah, gosh. The colors. I was super upset early on in, in the beginning of October because I had had read all this stuff about the spring was weird and um, it was going to lend to a not so colorful fall, mm-hmm. which was absolutely not the case. <laughs> it was it was fall was a late bloomer, but whenever those leaves change colors, it ended up being magnificent. So um, I I bought a drone in the spring, um, and so whenever fall rolls around, I became a leaf peeper and got the drone up and flew it around and got some of those cool shots. Oh, so, yeah, fun. So did, so when you lived in Overland, did you have a view? And Overland, no, no, I in Overland we had a huge apple tree in our backyard, so you know we, we got some good, yeah, some good fresh fruit. But other than that, no view, um, except for I the airplanes landing. Thing. Yeah, I have a view thing. I well, yeah, I've, I've always had a thing about wherever I live, I want to have some kind of a view. view yeah. So I did have the country. I was li- was in the country. For, I had a lake view one time. Uh, then I was in the country and I had like the tree view. Now I'm downtown St. Louis and I have the city view. There you go. But I just love having. There's something about having a view from your windows that just makes me so very happy. Yeah, yeah I love uh, working from home. So having that hybrid or remote schedule, being able to work from home on my back deck and, you know, enjoy coffee out there or whatever. I actually have a TV on my back deck as well. So we, we spend some time out there hey, watching football and grilling. I love it. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. I love it. I actually grew up in St. Clair, Missouri, so I'm from the country. And okay. So I'm just so used to having uh, trees and, and, and the woods and the lake uh, out, out my backyard. So Oh, nice. Yeah. That's nature. Nature's yeah. a oh, thing. Yeah, we love it. We actually just got back from Yosemite. Uh, we went to Yosemite really? for my birthday in the beginning of October and got Ooh. to enjoy that. Yeah. What'd you do? 
we hiked. We were just, we stayed in the park most of the time and just went on various hikes and watched some climbers, um, which is pretty fun. You know, visit Watch Half them Dome instead and, of actually oh, doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I with you on that I one. haven't gotten into climbing yet. I think that's, <laughs> it, it's a lot. Climbing is a lot. I, I like going to, you know, the rock, rock gym, rock climbing gyms, but that's my extent. But yeah, I got to really enjoy nature and the beauty and, and uh, me, my wife, and my, uh, my brother, sister-in-law traveled without the kids so it was fun Fun. all right so this podcast is all about kindness which you are totally there you're totally (laughs) a kind person so share with us either a kindness you witnessed or received gave something top of mind oh wow okay Uh, so i actually just posted a video today and um it's it's a couple different things areas of of kindness so it was a video of uh, a little boy who they were at a fair with his, he was at a fair with his family or something like that. And a firefighter had cut a hole out of the top of the um, fireman's hat, like the little kids had that they give him because he had dreads and he had it up in, in a big ponytail uh, source. And so in order to fit his dreads through the hat, the firefighter had cut, oh, cool. uh, cut that hole. And I thought that was just amazing, an amazing act of kindness, you know, and I'm really big on, as I mentioned before, DEI. So that inclusion mm-hmm. factor, you know, mm-hmm. the kid, how many times has he, you know, went to get a hat and has never had the opportunity to wear one of those firefighter hats right. or, or any, you know, anything fun like that because no one's taking the time to make it, you know, inclusive to him. And so just having that opportunity for for a young black child to experience that with this brother, you know, and and the other kids in the area. But um, not only that, you know, it kind of brings me back to the Crown Act. And so I I always had this uh, internal struggle with what should my hair look like? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, from my time working at Wash U, always having my hair short and going back and forth, like, oh, I think it's time now I can do what I want with it. But then going back to a shortcut, just to kind of blend in um, with the crowd. And and after posting that, I called my barber and was like, hey, I'm coming to get my hair cut. And so instead of cutting my hair off, I decided to to keep it long and, and try to grow it out and, and see, you know, what kind of natural hairstyles I can I can work with. So after seeing that, it was just really uh, it was really inspiring to me um, that people are more willing um, to be inclusive and more willing to accept um, those different things. That That's how you want it to be. I have a memory of, um, you know, when, you know, when I was growing up, it was just like, oh, you couldn't, don't get tattoos yeah. that like that said something terrible about you, you know, all these weird things. And, um, and I was, I, I remember always thinking, this is so weird where this way, or, you know, also, oh, having to wear a business suit was so <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and I kept thinking, why do we do this to ourselves? This is so dumb. Like mm-hmm. I, I am just as professional in a pair of blue jeans as in a business suit. This yeah, is just absolutely. dumb. And uh, I remember when they came out with the Apple stores and I walked into this Apple store and people had tattoos and piercings <laughs> yeah. and different colored hair. And I was like, oh, Finally, finally, we are letting people just express themselves and we don't all have to try to fit into some ridiculous box. I was so thrilled when I walked into that store. Like, go Apple. (laughs) I was was actually at Wash U whenever they changed their dress code for the development department to, you know, dress for your day um, and allow jeans um, and, you know, not having to go into a corporate environment every day where you have to wear a business suit, three-piece yeah. suit and tie, you know, it's I, just. And most 
most of the time you weren't even getting paid enough to buy those damn <laughs> buy those suits. suits. I was like, yeah. this is costing me a fortune yeah. to look. This. You guys got to give me like extra money just to dress like this. Yeah. I actually had the opportunity. I donated a ton of my suits uh, to, to charity. Um, and I don't plan on buying no. buying any more suits unless I'm going to a gala or, you know, a formal event. That's just not something that I'm, I'm interested in doing is is working for an organization. And, and I understand there are times being, you know, I'm, I'm a marketing professional. Sure, I, do, sure. I also do yeah, communication. I get so, you. I'm with you. You know, if there's opportunities where I need to dress nice for a TV appearance or whatever that is, yes. then um, I understand that. But it's not On something an everyday basis. I'm going to go work in front of a c- computer wearing, you know, wearing a, a, a tailored suit. It's just not... It doesn't make any sense to me either. So yeah, yeah. let's be comfy. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, Kevin, thank you. I'm so glad this worked out that you could come in and talk to me today. Yeah, thank absolutely. you so much. No, thank you so much for the invite, and I'm I'm so excited to continue networking and connecting because that's just something I really enjoy doing, and I know this is something that you're doing on this podcast is just meeting folks and and just talking and sharing uh you know sharing all the fun engaging content. So I love it. Yes, and. Thank you for what you're doing for St. Louis with the conference. And congratulations, a year in business. A year in business. You have just started. And look at you. You're already (laughs) all over. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And everyone out there, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Go out and be kind. Love to all. Mwah.